That's right. It's a midnight ride, a five-hour midnight ride, all the way to 5 a.m. and the warm-up show. I got you till then, 877-337-6666, taking your phone calls. That's right. It's me. I'm back again two nights in a row. We're going to do this every night. I hope you guys get used to it. Obviously, welcome you back into the fold, into the family of the overnights. I'm excited to really feel like I belong here and doing it. It's one thing to just do a show. Now you get the the nature of coming back the next day, so I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. As obviously we just saw, uh, you know, listen, I was I, I had a rough drive-in. The I didn't really have a rough drive-in, but I hate this was a miserable home run derby. Just to start there, because I had a drive-in just to get here during it. Do you ever listen to a home run derby on the radio? Not to knock radio broadcasts. I won't mention what station obviously was playing it on the radio, but a home run derby on the radio is useless. All it is is hearing people count. And it was horrible. And Pete Alonso gets knocked out. We don't even get any of the antics. The whole point is to let Pete Alonso get to the finals so we can see how he acts in between. And instead, we get the stupid finals between a Rosarena and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the two, my two least favorite guys in all of baseball as a Yankee fan. The one guy who kills us constantly in a Rosarena, who made a name for himself, hitting home runs in the 2020 postseason, kicking the crap out of the Yankees. He still does it now with his arms folded as he's rounding third base after home runs. And then Vlad, who openly hates the Yankees and, and wants to beat us every time he plays us. Well, unfortunate for him, he doesn't win a lot of those games. But what a miserable... And, and they hit too many home runs. It's too many now. 40, 50, 38 every round. Did you ever see the movie Amadeus? It's like Amadeus when he, after the king hears the, the most recent uh, symphony or play by, by uh, Mozart. It's too many notes. Um... It's too many notes. Yeah, it's too many home runs. Go back where, like, a 17 was a winning score. Now they have 17 with 45 seconds in. And you're watching the broadcast. All you're doing is watching the hitter. You don't actually watch the majestic nature of the home run. You're just watching the hitter, and if it, you can tell by how it went off the bat if it's a home run or not, and you don't even follow the baseball. I, I, I was very upset. I know nobody cares. I don't care. I, but I was very upset with the home run derby. You can't watch it. I'm listening to it on the radio because I got to drive it. And then the two, my literally, as a Yankee fan, my two least favorite people in all of baseball, my nemesis is the stupid guys from the the division who we always face, who always clobber us, especially a Rosarena. But obviously Vlad wins Pete Alonso out in the first round after Julio Rodriguez just hit 40 and had an unbelievable showing. I wouldn't know. I was driving in, but I'm. I can tell you right now, the broadcaster on the radio can count to 40. That's all I know about the Home Run Derby. But that's what we got on Monday night as we head into this All-Star break. And the Yankees are still the story, obviously, because yesterday I spoke to you. They fired their hitting coach, right? They fired Dylan Lawson. I told you I don't think it's about necessarily, you know, trying to scapegoat anybody. I don't think it's about anything other than I honestly believe. I don't think it necessarily will work. At least I didn't think so last night, but... I think this honestly is something Brian Cashman felt needed to be done. He looked at this offense and he decided something has to be done. And he's not ready to DFA Donaldson. He should be. He's not ready to call up Peraza. He probably should be. He's not ready to do some of the things that need to change inside this roster and lineup. He's not quite there yet. The trade deadline really hasn't worked its way out. And maybe throughout the course of the show, we'll talk about different options, both Mets and Yankees, for how they can improve this team, how they can improve their teams moving forward. 
and actually make a run at it with these two teams making the postseason. I mean, they only have the you know two of the three or four highest perils in baseball. You figure we'd have one of these teams prime for a postseason performance, but we'll see what we could do there. But I honestly think Brian Cashman did it to see if it could spark the team and if it could help. And my initial thought was, ah, it's meaningless, it's the hidden coach, all the same stuff you think of and everybody said, and it's cliched, oh, he's, you know, who cares about the hitting coach? It's not a big deal. You know, there's so many veterans on this team. It doesn't really matter. Is he the problem with Rizzo? Is he the problem with Stanton? I agreed with all of that. And on some level, I still do. But I got to tell you, I have to tell you, when I first heard it was going to be from outside the organization and that they wanted it done by the Colorado series starting on Friday after the break, I thought, that's funny. That's funny that they made this decision kind of abruptly. And now within a span of four days, want to hire someone from outside the organization and have them a part of the team by the time they get back to playing baseball on Friday. And I was, well, that means on some level, they've already had a discussion or they've they've started to think about it. They've have an idea of who they want to target and who they targeted, obviously, was Sean Casey, former Major League Baseball player, former Red, former Tiger, 300 hitter, all-star, funny guy. Elaborate, you know, um, uh, a 300 hitter, someone who's a, a much different approach, a contact hitting player, and of course, very good friends with the manager, Aaron Boone. And as I started to think about this, one, I was concerned about the idea of bringing a guy in so quickly who has really no idea of what the Yankees are like, even if they had a, a target on a, on, on a guy they thought they might bring in here. It's, it's, oh, he's going to show up here. He's got to learn everybody. He's got to. But now I'm thinking the idea that maybe he's been a sounding board for the manager, whether you like Boone or not. This, you know, he might have been a sounding board or someone who's been talking about this for a while with the manager. So maybe he's more up to date on this Yankee lineup and some of the problems with these Yankee hitters more than just an analyst from Major League Baseball who every once in a while will pick a player to to, you know, do a profile on and tell us what's the problem with. This could be a guy, someone who had an idea. This has been in the works for a while. And someone who had a chance to really look at this Yankee team and maybe hit the ground running come Friday. And obviously before the team uh, with that. But I, the other thing is, I got to tell you how, uh, you know, I'm surprised in myself. I'm surprised that I've allowed myself to believe this might actually work. Just because the thought of a guy coming in who is nicknamed the mayor and we watch him. On MLB Network, we've seen him. We know exactly who he is. He's the he's kind of the funny guy, you know, says kind of, you know, out there, outlandish things, but also can do some great work with breaking down film and everything. And I just get the idea that, you know what, maybe with the veterans, it's not necessarily about the ins and outs of a swing. Maybe it's not this kind of stuff that Dylan Lawson was trying to do with the Yankees. Maybe it's just about lightening up the room because you can't tell me right now with, you know, I told you Brian Cashman doesn't care about the noise, but you know what? The noise from the fan base has kind of been a story going back to last year when Judge was booed in the postseason and the idea that how Gallo was treated and how Hicks has been treated and how Donaldson's been treated. I think it's overblown. I don't think it's the big deal that many people think, but it's something that's inside this Yankee clubhouse that they're aware of, and maybe it's a little tight in there. 
Maybe they realize their struggles. Maybe they realize how unhappy the fan base is with what's gone over the last couple of years. And maybe just the idea of bringing in someone not like a Dylan Lawson who's got his head in a notebook trying to figure out every single thing that could be worked out. Maybe it's about a guy who's been through the experience before of being a Major League Baseball player that Rizzo can talk about. While they go through this all-star break, they can talk to a guy who's been on an all-star team and has had an all-star first half and has figured out how to go through the slumps of the season and the different things of a season. Maybe they need someone, whether it's, you know, I think it's important that he should have a fundamental feeling on hitting different than what the Yankees are doing because obviously it's not working and you want something different. But maybe it's just about getting a guy in there who can loosen things up, go in there, have fun with the manager, make it seem like the manager and him are buddies, have fun with the guys, be someone who's more you know, used to being in a major league clubhouse and lightening the mood and getting the, the, the albatross of the failures kind of off of these guys' shoulders and letting them do what they do. And I'm starting to, I, when the hire was announced, I thought, you know what, that's an interesting guy. I don't. I, I can't tell you what Casey's you know stances on hitting. I can't tell you exactly how his what his approach is or how he's going to specifically help Stanton get his swing going or what his plans are for Rizzo or Volpe or anybody else. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm hoping it's at least somewhat different than what the Yankees feel organizationally. But when I hear that it's this higher, I'm thinking this might just change the mood around the team failing. It'll be a clean slate. It'll be a new guy. It'll be someone who's very outgoing, someone who's jovial, someone who's going to break the ice, break the tension, and maybe, just maybe, get these guys in a different mindset. And that's what I've always thought about hitting coaches. Hitting coaches for me, especially for a a veteran-laden team with the guys we've talked about, the Stantons, the Rizzos, the LeMayhews, the Donaldsons, it's not so much about the ins and outs of a swing, the make sure your hands are here, you want to throw the knob of the bat at the ball, this, all the all the jargon we get. Sometimes it's about building confidence. Sometimes it's about just making sure they're feeling comfortable about what they're doing. And not maybe it's not even the process, it's trusting the process. And I think it got to a point, and I think the Yankees, and I think Aaron Boone, and that's what tells me this too. This isn't just the Cashman, you know, from afar, watching this team and going, the hitting sucks, we need to change the the hitting coach, I think when you look at the hire and it's someone who had six years as a teammate of Aaron Boone, and I think I had, we had uh, Keith and I had Brian Hoke on uh, during our, our Yankee podcast today to promote his book, 62, and he talked about, I think he said they were roommates. So the idea that these guys are so friendly makes me think the manager felt this. And whatever you think about Aaron Boone, I know many of you don't like him, he's got a, he's in the room. And he's got a pulse for how his guys are taking the information from the hitting coach. So, yeah, I don't like the approach. Yeah, I think the uh, overall feeling about how hitting is viewed inside the organization needs to probably change in many, many ways. But ultimately, when you're talking about a midseason change, I think you just need that break. You need, right, the only thing Dylan Lawson was doing was getting deeper and deeper into what they do and trying to figure things out. Where now you get a Sean Casey coming in here and he's just going to, you know, shoot the bull. And kind of break the tension. And yeah, obviously still work on some things. But not necessarily make it feel like we've all been failing. He comes in and it's just like, you guys are great. I've watched you guys from afar. You know, you're better than this. And change the dynamic of how things are going. And so I, as much as my initial thought is it's a hitting coach who cares. 
My initial thought is these are a veteran-laden guys. This is a veteran-laden team. I don't think a new hitting coach with a different perspective is going to come in here and change it. And you know what? I don't necessarily think that's why he's being hired. I don't know if he's being hired for the way he views hitting. I'm sure that's part of it. He's a professional hitter. He's a, a, a very good professional baseball player and a, and, a, and a guy who hit 300 and a guy who had many good years, all-star years inside this league. But I think it's more about who he is specifically, his relationship to the manager, and how he's going to break the tension inside this clubhouse because I, I, I think it's building. I think it's building on itself. They recognize that, you know, I mean, it's to the point guys come back, can't even get videos played for them the the whole crowd boos them and i'm not saying that's on you or on the fan base that's who the yankee fan is that's fine i disagreed with boone hicks and his tribute video but whatever i'm not saying the yankee fan needs to lighten up so the players play better but it is what it is and i think overall it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy of failing and it building and failing and it building to the point where they needed someone to come in here and just break the tension And so I have to admit, and I know it's my nature, I know it's my nature to be positive and to think that maybe, just maybe, things can turn around. And I don't know what Sean Casey's going to do for this team, but I'm actually excited about the hire, and I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think when Lawson got fired, or just even before he got fired and the talks of possibly them moving on, from the Volpe chicken palm story to whatever else, I did not think there could be a move where they could hire, fire a, a, a coach, move on to another hitting coach, and me actually feel positive about it. I thought the best I could feel is, all right, whatever. And I actually feel pretty positive about the idea that Sean Casey's going to come in and be the hitting coach. So we'll see. But a lot more has to change than that, and we'll get to it. As we get, we have five hours here, taking you all the way to 5 a.m. We can get into the different things that each team needs to do to, you know, springboard into a better second half than the first. What's available on the trade market? How do they start the year? What's the plan for Severino? There's a lot going on with the Yankees and Mets.